Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, we're focusing on how the federal government is dealing with complaints that Google has been collecting personal information about children without their parents' consent. It's a big issue that resulted in a very big fine. We'll also hear about how a different kind of user-generated content, selfies, are being used by marketers aimed at reaching an entirely different demographic, millennials. We've also got a report on some new high-tech clothing that can make you invisible. Well, kind of. All that and more coming up. The Federal Trade Commission has announced a settlement with Google, fining the company $170 million for gathering personal information about children on their YouTube platform and then using it without their parents' permission to serve them ads. By doing so, Google violated the Federal Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, also known as COMPA. FTC Chairman Joe Simmons outlined the settlement at a press conference. The $170 million judgment is 30 times larger than the largest COPPA civil penalty the FTC has ever previously obtained. It is three times larger than any privacy penalty assessed against Google anywhere else in the world. And it is 10 times larger than the civil penalties we have obtained in all of our 31 prior COPPA cases combined. A penalty of this magnitude sends a strong signal about the importance of children's privacy. Andrew Smith, the director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection, tells us why that's so important. This action is changing YouTube's business model. That YouTube cannot bury its head in the sand. YouTube cannot pretend that it's not aware of the content on its platform and hope to escape liability for COPPA. Um, YouTube is going to be explicitly held liable for complying with COPPA where it has actual knowledge of the content. YouTube is going to be required to seek out that actual knowledge through requiring content creators and channel owners to to specifically designate whether they are directed to children. And not only can we sue Google and YouTube for compliance with COPPA, but also individual channel owners and content creators. And once this order has been fully implemented, we intend to conduct a sweep of the YouTube platform to determine whether there remains child-directed content on the platform with respect to which personally identifiable information continues to be collected. Smith also addressed the question of what will happen if people who upload videos to YouTube simply lie about whether or not their videos are directed toward children. There will be consequences for content creators who misdesignate, including being kicked off the YouTube platform. We also think that YouTube has strong incentives to police its platform, both to avoid future enforcement actions by the FTC, but also because it's offering this platform to content creators and if the FTC is bringing independent piecemeal actions against content creators for violating COPPA, that may discourage content creators from posting content on YouTube. Also today, word about a new study on a different kind of user-generated online content, 
selfies. Dr. Alexa Fox, an assistant professor of marketing at the University of Akron, talked to us about a new strategy called selfie marketing that is being used by brands who are trying to reach millennials. So these would be selfies that consumers are sharing perhaps with the brand. So for example, if a consumer might be taking a selfie and sharing it with a brand and saying, I love your donuts, and tagging the brand, they might then ask the consumer if they could use that selfie, or they might retweet it, or they might use it as a part of their own campaign. So especially when consumers are taking these photos and wanting to engage with brands, that's what we're looking at with selfie marketing. The two studies that Fox did in conjunction with researchers from three other universities also notes that selfie marketing taps into not just millennials' undying love of particular brands, but also their undying love of themselves. In other words, their narcissism. Millennials really do have an underlying desire to feel self-important, and consumers kind of use their selfies to present their self-concepts differently in various content-sharing environments. So depending on which self-concept is active at a particular moment, millennials can satisfy their needs for self-importance through maybe Snapchat versus Instagram. So for example, on Instagram, users often present their ideal self-concept or how they would want others to perceive them. But on Snapchat, we found that it's more focused on the actual self-concept um, or how they would want or how they think they are viewed at the current moment. So Instagram has a little bit more of a long-term focus and as far as how people actually would want to be portrayed ideally. And Snapchat has a little bit more of a focus on here and now, something that's kind of currently going on in your life. And so what we did then was we said, okay, um, well, let's take a, a little closer look at this. And so we actually um, started looking at the personality trait of narcissism and we conducted a survey, again, with millennials, different millennials at this, at this time, and we said that we actually found that those who score higher in that personality trait of narcissism tend to have more favorable attitudes toward and intention to participate in selfie marketing on visual content sharing apps. So really what we found is that there was kind of two parts of the study. There was the idea that there was different types of self-concepts that were activated as millennials wanted to use different types of social networks. And then there was also the component of seeing that people who do have that personality trait of narcissism are more likely to be willing to kind of engage in those selfie marketing campaigns. With that in mind, then, what's your takeaway I think that this research is really among the first to focus on the importance of self-presentation and narcissism in regards to how consumers want to behave um, in response to some of those selfie marketing um, campaigns that are growing in popularity among companies. And millennials really often possess multiple self-concepts with their selfie-sharing behavior. So, for example, a consumer might seek to express herself as more professional or maybe more attractive in a more permanent environment like Instagram, but as more funny and casual in a real-time environment like Snapchat. And so, really, for marketers, this underscores the importance of that unique understanding of the nature of user-generated content on social media, specifically visual-generated content.
Now we have a real-world example of a company that's trying to cash in on consumers constantly sharing their big toothy grins online. Fortune Magazine's Jeff Colvin explains. Social media are a big influence in retailing, sports, and media. Now add another industry, orthodontics. So says Smile Direct Club, which plans to go public. It takes a 3D image or impression of a customer's teeth and then sends a customized clear aligner, typically used for about six months, with licensed dentists checking in remotely at least every 90 days. Smile Direct Club says one reason it's a good investment is that, quote, the proliferation of social media emphasizes online identity and as a result drives consumers to present an image of their best selves, unquote. And what what that means is that they want a perfect smile. While traditional braces cost between four and five thousand dollars, Smile Direct Club costs about nineteen hundred dollars. It remains to be seen if investors will have something to smile about after the company's IPO. I'm Jeff Colvin. Also today, cameras and hackers and spies, oh my, a new kind of clothing that can make you invisible as you walk by. Are you a privacy nut? Don't like the idea of surveillance cameras snooping on you? Well, now you can hide in plain sight with a new line of clothing from fashion designer and part-time hacker Kate Rose. Her adversarial fashion collection is designed to inject junk data into systems that are used to monitor and track people and then confuse those systems. Some of the garments are covered with license plate images designed to trigger automated plate readers and make you appear to be a car. There's also a dress that features excerpts from the Fourth Amendment. Jim Shenevy, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Life is better with a Honda. Visit your local Northern Ohio Honda dealer today or online at northernohiohondadealers.com. Tune in next week for more tech news and listen online at wakr.net.